0: Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Kihi Kwan returns to the movies with an awards-worthy performance in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Plus, a catch-up with Megan star Alison Williams. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. And yes, we have a jam-packed show for you guys today. The main event coming up in a little bit is a big old chat with a fantastic actor with one of the best stories you're gonna ever hear on this podcast, I do not exaggerate. Uh, Kihi Kwan has had quite the journey as an actor. You probably grew up like myself if you're of a similar age, um, watching his movies. His first two movies, out of the gate, guys. It doesn't get any better than this. Short Round in in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, followed by Data in The Goonies. Those are his first two movies, guys. And like many young actors, and sadly like many especially Asian-American actors back in the day, um, was not able to sustain a career. The opportunities were not there. They dried up, and he had to find different kinds of work. And uh, decades later, Decades later, decided I'm going to give it one more shot. Got the audition for the Daniels new film, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Somehow landed it. Crazy story. A Basically a co-lead in the film. And uh, the rest is history. The movie is a ginormous critical favorite. Maybe even more surprisingly, it has become a commercial success, earning over $100 million at the box office. If you guys have not seen this movie, it's fantastic. It is a wild swing. You know, I I always love talking about the wild swings. This one is one. Like Swiss Army Man before it, the Daniels know what they're doing. It is emotional. It is provocative and fun and silly and irreverent and profound and features amazing performances from Key from Michelle Yeoh, from Stephanie Hsu, from Jamie Lee Curtis. A bunch of these guys are going to get nominated for Oscars, and justifiably so. And Key very well might win Best Supporting Actor in his first acting role in decades. So this conversation is great. He is humble and sweet and impossible not to root for. You might shed a tear. <laughs> he might shed a tear. Um, I know you guys are really going to enjoy the chat with Key. It was a really uh, a special one. So, yeah, someone who, like I said, I mean, those early movies I've seen dozens of times. And to see where he's at now, just really special. Okay, so that's the main event. Before that, we've got a little special treat for you guys. And it's a special treat for me, too, quite frankly. Uh, here's the context. Allison Williams, longtime listeners of the podcast, probably know this. She is definitely one of our spirit animals. She's been on the show several times. I positively adore her. Uh, she is smart and funny and silly and willing to play. And um, she has a new movie that people are obsessed with and justifiably so. It's a killer robot doll movie. It, the ultimate genre in film, guys, right? <laughs> the movie's called Megan. It's out in theaters now. Check it out. It is wild, it is fun. It is great to see with a crowd. And Allison, I was chatting with recently, and she was like, have you seen the movie? And I'm like, no, not yet. She's like, oh, you need to check it out because there's something in there just for you. And I did a triple take. And sure enough, guys, I want you to keep your eyes and ears peeled when you see the movie because there is a reference to happy second views in the movie. So how did that happen? What is it? Well, that's what you're going to hear next. So actually, you don't even need to see the movie, but you should see the movie. But in the next five minutes, you're going to hear a quick chat that Allison and I recorded where she explains how it happened, what it is. Don't worry, it does not spoil the movie in any slight way. But um, it obviously is a huge honor, a huge thrill for me that an actor like Allison would take the time to um, ask the powers that be to put in a little reference to the show because she's a fan. So, wow. That's a uh, that's a really cool thing. So my thanks to Allison and the makers of Megan. Um, and that's what you're going to hear in a second. Um, so those are the conversations today. Other things to mention. Well, by the time you listen to this, the news is out there. Uh, the podcast has a new home, which hasn't, doesn't affect things in any way for you. But it's really exciting for me because the folks over at Cast, this great podcast uh, distributor, um, I have partnered with. And we are part of a great stable of shows, including... Sarah Silverman's show, Ashley Green's show. I've been on Ashley's podcast herself. And they seem great. They've been great to work with so far. And I think they're really going to be able to help just bring this show to a bigger, wider audience. So my thanks to Cast for being a new home for Happy, Sad, Confused. I hope you guys um, are in for this journey. It's going to be great. 2022 is our best year yet in so many respects. And I'm just beyond optimistic. More live events... Um, more special virtual events, more of everything, and just experimenting with new ways to entertain you guys. Um, I think uh, I think for, we're in for a, a good year, so I'm, I'm just really excited. Um, on that note, some reminders. You can watch episodes of Happy Sad Confused on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash joshhorowitz. The link is in the show notes. Um, if you want the early access to everything, the podcasts, the videos, discount codes, merch, go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Happy Sad confused. And I should mention, we do have a sale going on right now. If you want to sign up for an annual, we've got these awesome um, collector's edition posters. I guess that's the best way to put it. We have this great graphic designer who has redone the look for Happy Sad Confused lately. We have a new logo. Um, and he does these amazing drawings of our guests and me. And you can choose from a variety of different posters of myself, of Sam Heughan, of Adam Sandler, of Daniel Craig, of Kumail Nanjiani. Your choice of one of these limited edition posters if you sign up for an annual right now. Uh, it's going to be all of January. The sale is on. We may or may not be able to extend it a little longer, but uh, we'll see where we're at. Um, but go over to patreon.com slash happy sad confused if you've been wondering how to support the show We're um, just wondering about the patreon now is actually the best time to check it out patreon.com slash happy sad confused um there's, as always, a ton of other stuff I could mention, but I think that's it for now, because we do have a jam-packed show. As I said, coming up in just a little bit, the main event, Kihi Kwan, star of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. You will shed a tear, I think, <laughs> in the best possible way. But first up, let's catch up with our old buddy. This is a quick little chat with Allison Williams talking about how the hell Happy, Say I Confused ended up in Megan. Uh, what a treat, here you go. Alison Williams, veteran of the Happy Say I Confused podcast. Yes. Congratulations on your Crazy Robot movie.
1: Thank you so much. It's the it. best
0: Crazy Robot movie of the year.
1: Thank you. It's January, but I accept your compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally the beginning of the year.
0: Okay. Before we get to yeah. a very special moment, in particular that resonated with me, and I think yeah. will resonate with our audience, um, when something—just give me the, 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 the quick cliff notes version. When something like this comes around, are you like? Do they know you so well that like Allison responds to crazy material like this? Do you go out? Do you ask for the craziest script out there?
1: They just well the way this came to me was Jason Blum of Blumhouse Fame um, of the t- the titular of Blumhouse uh, reached out and was like we need you. It was sort of like a Superman moment and I was like oh boy. But that's all I knew. I think I knew that James Wan was also involved so I knew it was going to be scary, but I didn't have any other context. And so I just went into it wanting to like it and then once I read it and thought it was fun and interesting. And I thought the character of Gemma was really cool. And then I was like, oh, this is, we're doing this, we're doing like a killer robot doll movie. I was so excited. I'm mostly too scared to watch these movies, the ones in my in our storied history. I can't even look at Annabelle. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I really can't. Wait,
0: do you have a dozen Annabelles in your home? Why are you, <laughs> yeah, are you, I can't why are you... look at,
1: why are they everywhere? They're just everywhere. <laughs> I keep them behind glass and still I can't help it. I just drawn to her. But yeah, I mean, I think it was, um, it's gotten to this point where I think it's kind of fun that people don't really know what to expect. Yes. And I think going into movies feeling neutrally about the character at the front is usually a good idea, but especially in this genre when you're kind of like, I don't know who's good or bad. Yeah. Um, and they just know him down. Like, yeah. Jordan, when Jordan cast me in Get Out, he was like, I saw you play Peter Pan. I knew you would do anything. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you're right, flying and, as a British uh, boy on live television and... Sword fighting with Christopher Walken, not for the faint of heart, no. and so he was right.
0: Yeah. Um, well, this movie really works. Uh, by the time people hear and see this, I'm sure it's going to have made all the Avatar money stolen. Avatar. Yeah, we
1: are. Uh, we're neck and neck with Avatar. Ugh, who's going <laughs> to Who's going to win at the box office? Um, yeah. It works, Jim. and
0: with an audience, honestly, it's especially. it's so
1: fun. It's really fun with an audience. Yeah, people are. I don't want to give anything away, but about halfway through the movie, like something truly fucked up happens, and Megan. Um, does something, orchestrates a, a death of someone that typically you would go to prison for rooting for. And the entire audience, I've now seen it twice in a full theater, they cheer for this. And then there's a wave of like self-disgust afterwards where people are like, oh, what has happened to me? But it's That's really usually, fun and usually
0: way. my emotional journey anyway, yeah, through, through, the, day.
1: D- through yeah. the day. Yeah, through the day very familiar with that
0: okay so you gave me a little heads up i did um before i saw this that there might be something that would resonate especially with me
1: yeah i was like bothering you like a lot to do the podcast and you were like we're gonna do something else together it's gonna be really fun like why are you so desperate to be on the podcast and i was like well you'll see yes
0: so i saw it and we're gonna show the clip and let, let people listen to the clip as well um but uh how the hell did this happen? This is early in the film and I'm so beyond flattered there is a kind of sorta happy, sad, confused reference. It's a there.
1: literal happy, sad, confused reference. I can't reference.
0: accept that. My brain can't accept
1: that. I will tell you exactly what happened. Okay. So on the day we had, we called out a bunch of different emotions because we weren't sure what the CGI was going to end up looking like. Right. Um, and so we always started with happy and sad and then we weren't sure what the third adjective was going to be. Then we get into the edit, we start figuring out, they start doing the CGI, and I go in to do ADR to fix that final adjective. And we're looking at the screen, and I i had, while we were filming, I had kept trying to advocate for Happy sad Confused, because those adjectives just sound right in that order to me. I'm brainwashed, as you want all of us That's to be. The <laughs> That's the goal. That's exactly. the goal, exactly. Yeah. So I just was like, finally, this is the last moment, this is the last ADR session before it goes like final. And I just said to Gerard, who was in L.A. while I was in New York, I was like, can we just make it confused, please? Because I love Josh, I love his podcast so much, and he'll get a huge kick out of it. And the fan base of Megan, I have a feeling in the Venn diagrams of fan bases will overlap quite a bit with Megan. Um, And he said yes. And so it became Happy, Sad, Confused.
0: It's amazing. Yeah, if I had heard, like, the the happy... Said and yeah, then a pause, and then I heard ennui. I would have been like,
1: No, we were so close. <laughs> so weird. Ennui is just, it was our second choice. Yeah, it rolls I off sad, the tongue. Yeah, was confused. Ennui, yeah. Um, it was so, it was such a delight. And then the wait for your reaction to it was the best. It was.
0: Well, Fantastic. it tickles me to no end. I feel so privileged to be immortalized, not in just any movie, but in a stone cold classic like *Megan*. I hope so. I hope this forever. means
1: that you're going to dress up like her for Halloween next year. Obviously,
0: I've already have been in the privacy of my home. Now, for the public, <laughs> I do it.
1: We're all Megan's at home. Yeah. <laughs> it's about bringing them out into the public that matters.
0: Uh, and now, for the audience, you're going to get a chance to see this scene. This is don't don't worry, there are no spoilers in this. this no, is, this
1: is very early in the movie. Early this in the is, movie, we are testing out a new skin on Megan, and we're testing the way that her robotic face interacts with the new skin, and uh, the confused does not go so well. Amazing.
0: Roll it. <laughs> See you at the movies. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> Transparency looks good. Yeah, well, for what we paid for it, better. OK, here we go. Happy. OK. Sad. Confused. Wait, wait, stop. Why is her face doing that? What is happening? I, I don't know, Gemma, it's your code. Yeah, thanks, I know it's my code, Cole, but she doesn't look confused, she looks demented.
0: Mr. Kihi he he Kwan is unhappy, sad, confused. Uh, congratulations on all the success, man. This is a real treat, thanks for doing this.
2: Well, thank you for having me, Josh. Uh, uh, this is very exciting.
0: Um, I'm gonna be very disappointed if neither of us cry by the end of this conversation. I've been seeing many of your <laughs> interviews. And if, I, if I'm oh, the only guy that can't make you cry, I'm going to consider it a failure.
2: You know what? Uh, I, I, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, uh, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a very traditional Chinese value family. So ever since I was little, my parents has always taught me to internalize my emotions. So whatever I, I was feeling, I mean, you know, that's, that's what growing up in, in a Chinese family uh, uh, is like. Uh, And in order for me to play Wayman in this movie, I spent a lot of time with myself persuading myself to let those emotions down. Mm. Uh, uh, And, uh, and I guess I swung that door wide open and now I can't, I can't talk about what's been happening without crying. And, you know, every time I do interviews, my wife would always be like sitting off to the side just, you know, kind of like uh, hear uh, 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 me talk. Um, And, and, um, so she's seen me done a lot of these where she says, "Honey, can you please stop crying? I think it is a bit too much. <laughs> it's not.
0: It's very endearing and it's sweet. And look, if you can't be emotional about the journey you've been on, I don't know what you could be what anyone could be emotional about because it's 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 a great story, and we need great stories like yours. Um, you know,
2: by the way, by the way, I, yeah. I love the name of your podcast. happy, sad, confused. i'm I'm very familiar with those adjectives, <laughs> but I think, my order would be yes. happy, confused, sad, and I would add one more at the very end, which is elated. And that's <laughs> how I'm feeling right now.
0: I, I want you to enjoy this moment. And you, it's well-deserved for the performance, but also the journey you've been on. I, I want to encapsulate your story a little bit, and we'll go deep on a, on a number of subjects. But like I, I guess the short, the Cliff Notes version of the Kihi Kwan story, for those that don't know, of course, we all grew up, I grew up with your amazing performances in two seminal works, especially, uh, um, uh, namely Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I had the poster on my wall, uh, The Goonies. Um, and then you had this crazy journey through different experiences. Acting didn't kind of work out the way you thought it would. You went behind the scenes and here you are back. And like, not only are you back, you are, and I'm not going to jinx you, but you are being talked about. You are earning a lot of acclaim and awards this amazing return to acting and everything everywhere all at once um i guess talk to me first of all look if i'd if someone had told me a year ago i was gonna be talking to you in this context i would said that sounds amazing but what are you smoking like really like what if i talked to you a year ago after having made this movie is this like the optimal is this like beyond the dream of what this was going to be for you? Or did, you, did you, oh, you allow yourself to dream what this could be?
2: Oh, no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Uh, when I decided to get back into acting, uh, actually prior to that, I this was a conversation that I had with my wife for almost a year uh, after I saw Crazy Rich Asians and the idea of getting back into acting started percolating. And it was not an easy decision to make. Uh, because I was turning 50 years old and I was afraid that uh, that I would, you know, spend the next 10 years of my life just regretting uh, giving this, this, you know, this, this profession that I love dearly another chance. Uh, I always loved acting uh, and, and uh, never did I think I would one day revisit this just, just, just because of, you know, of what it was like. Uh, in my late teens and early twenties. So it was a conversation I, I had with my wife and we kept going back and forth and she kept asking me questions, which I didn't have answers for, right. uh, you know, for example, like, are you willing to go out an audition again and again and get rejected again and again, you know, this is not, you know, I'm not in my teens or early twenties where I can, I can, I can do this, you know? Uh, so I thought about it for a long time. And finally, when, the fear of regret I had if I didn't give this another try overwhelmed any fear I had stepping back into acting. Uh, that was when I decided to, you know, I want to do this. Uh, and and when I decided to do this, I remember calling an agent friend of mine and telling him I want to be an actor again. And I asked him and I said, do you think I would possibly land you know, a series regular on a television show, you know, it's just something, it's just, you know, a steady work. Uh, and he looked at me and said, I don't know, Key. I really don't know. I don't have an answer for that because nobody knows. I mean, I've been away from the game for so long, more than yeah. 20 years. And I had no idea how the audience would react, seeing me back up on the screen again. The last time they saw me, I was a little kid. Yeah. And now I'm a middle-aged man uh and uh and i mean honestly i i i just wanted a job i just wanted to be able to do this again where you know something that that i love dearly for for many many years uh so everything that has happened since our movie came out is beyond beyond anything i could have ever imagined uh in fact after i got the role of wayman and we had the most amazing time making this movie. Then we got shut down because of because the of pandemic. And for a year and a half, I was at home trying to stay safe. And, uh, and my agents would call me periodically to audition, to put in a self-tape. Uh, and I kept auditioning. I kept sending all these tapes. And for a year and a half, I could not land a single job, not even a callback. And I was getting rejected again and again. And everything that I experienced as a kid in my, in my late teens and, and, and early 20s, I was experiencing again. Yeah. The only difference is back then I was auditioning once every year. But here, there was a lot more opportunities, thank God. But I could not get one single job. And I was afraid that I was going to lose my health insurance. And this is 2021. And sure enough, that year came and went without a single job. And, and, uh, And I was so nervous. I called our producer, Jonathan Wong. And I said, Jonathan, you've seen the movie. Can you please tell me one thing? And he says, What is it? I said, Am I any good in it? And he said, Key, why are you asking this question? And I said, Because nobody wants to hire me.
0: Yeah.
2: I've been auditioning left and right and, and left and right, and, and I could not get one single job, regardless whether it was a series regular, where it was just a guest star and role on a television show. And I was so scared. And he said, and I would never forget this, he says, Key. You just wait, And he utter those three words again and again. You just wait, you just wait. And sure enough, when that movie came out in March, my entire life changed. Uh, and must it must, I am it must so, feel like a so,
0: dream. It must feel like a dream from like because like it is confirming all that self-doubt that you had, probably, even if the experience was great, be like, oh wait, it doesn't matter. I am not good enough. It, 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 it it's not gonna actually change anything for a year and a half. And then it, it just yeah,
2: changed. it was kinda it, yeah. it was it was kinda it was kinda like deja vu for me, honestly, yeah. because uh my first audition ever was for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Right. And I got that. And then of course I started at the very top and, and there was nowhere to go but downhill from there. Right. And um and but you know, that was thirty-eight years ago, and then 38 years later, I was given this incredible opportunity uh, that I'm so grateful for. And afterwards, I was like, wow, did, is, is that it? I mean, did, did I just luck out with that? Like, and then, you know, I'm not going to be able to get another job. That was, that was the fear that was going through my mind during the pandemic. I was miserable. I couldn't go out and I couldn't land a single job. Um, and I even made a joke with the Daniels and our producers. I said, nobody wants to hire me except Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Wong, Kyle White, and the Daniels. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and when our movie came out, the first phone call I got was from Kevin Feige, uh, who asked me, uh, graciously asked me if I wanted to join the MCU, uh, universe, um, and 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 I, I you know I called Jonathan and the ganglers. I said, you know what? Nobody wants to hire me except, you know, Steven in the Daniels and Kevin Feige. Uh, but Amazing. oh my gosh, I mean it, it's just been incredible. What uh 2022 will is the year that I will always, always remember because it's um it's one of the happiest years of my life.
0: All right. So so let's go back briefly. You mentioned Temple of Doom. It's, it's a movie, you know, we're in the same age group. So like for me, especially, I think anyone that was kind of in your age range watching you, part of the joy of watching you in Goonies and Temple of Doom was like, we projected onto you. We felt like we were living through these amazing adventures you were on. Um, and I know you referenced it. You, had, you didn't have acting experience, a crazy kind of like story about how you were cast. And then you find yourself in Sri Lanka with Lucas and Spielberg and Harrison what are like is there a scene or a day on that first shoot that jumps out at you um that feel that that felt like um I don't know especially memorable especially meaningful especially fun when you think back to the Temple of Doom experience
2: you know it, the, the entire experience was amazing I have nothing but fond memories of that shoot and that is also one of the, one of the reasons why I love acting so much being on the set with Harrison Ford, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas is incredible. Um, I remember being in Sri Lanka riding on elephants, you know, uh, with Harrison Ford. Uh, I remember, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg being very kind, very gentle, very warm, giving me hugs every day, uh, giving me compliments, uh, I I just remember the entire experience so well. And there was one day, you know, we shot the majority of the movie in London at L Street Studios. Uh, And one day, two grown-ups came to visit us. And I didn't even know who they were at that time. Uh, And it was Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. Uh, And we were just spent an entire afternoon together. And it was not until after the movie when they showed me, uh, when George Lucas screened Star Wars uh, to me, that I realized that, oh my God, that one afternoon, I was having so much fun with Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Princess Leia. I mean, that was the, entire you know, that was, you know, those, the memories that I had of, of that shoot was that. Yeah. Uh, and it was just so wonderful and amazing and joyful. And that's why I always loved acting. It was because of that. And, and to this day, I love, You know, uh, uh, these three men, Harrison, Stephen, and George, they gave me everything. They changed my life for the better.
0: You uh, had an amazing run-in recently with Harrison Ford that the internet, everyone fell in love with seeing that photo when you ran into him at D23. Did you know he was going to be there? Were you nervous? Has this, uh, tell me what it's like to reunite after what, nearly four decades with Harrison Ford in this context? Yes, nearly.
2: Yes, thirty-eight years later, I I didn't know he was going to be there for sure. I was told that he might be there, so the the entire time I was I was uh, in the green room, and I was just like wondering if he's going to be there. And everyone is assigned with a handler to help you, you know, navigate through through that event at D twenty three, and uh, and yeah, and 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 that person that was that was helping me, to, you know, told me he says, hey. Harrison Ford is just right outside. Do you want to say hi? And immediately, I, I can feel my my palms sweating, my heart pounding, and I said, "Of course I want to," but at the same time, I was really nervous. Uh, so when I went out, and when I saw him 15 feet away, this all those wonderful memories of of me being on set with him came, came flooding in, and and when I hugged him. I think I, I got even a bit emotional because it felt so comfortable. Uh, that man is amazing. Uh, I, you know, I learned the word generosity from this man. He mm-hmm. was so kind and he was so generous and he was so giving. Uh, if you think I did a really good job as short run in that movie, I give a lot of credit to him because when he was off camera. He was always behind the camera, helping Stephen th- to help me get that, you know, give that performance. So uh, it was just wonderful to reunite. I, you know, I missed him all these years, uh, and I, I never, you know, I never had the opportunity uh, to reunite with him until that fateful day. Uh, and and I remember vividly, you know, to now, and it was just wonderful.
0: And I know I've heard him speak since. A friend of mine chatted with him recently, uh, and he says he loves the movie and loves your performance in it. And it must be such—it's like such a weird. Like also, if you do the math, like you're older now than he was when he made Temple of Doom. And what a full circle, fascinating experience where we are, we're at now.
2: You know when I when I saw him, <laughs> and uh, and he pointed a finger at me. And you know, and he gave me that you know classic Harrison Ford yeah. dumpy look, you know, and asked me, you know, are you short round? Uh, <laughs> I immediately I felt like a kid again. I right. I, I, I immediately I, I was 12 years old again, looking yeah. up to him. Uh, and I think even as we were talking, you know, I I just I you know I it was it was back to 1984 when I when I, we would make that movie. Um, and when I and when I wrapped my arms around and we and we took that photo, uh, it was you know it's just it's just incredible. Uh, what, what a day that was.
0: Okay, so this might have sounded like a crazy conversation again a few years ago, but I don't think it's crazy anymore. We have another Indiana Jones movie. Presumably, it sounds like it's the last for Harrison. I mean, he did amazing work. Short round Disney Plus show. How is this going to happen? Are you in? Where is Short Round today? <laughs> Key.
2: You, okay, Tell me well, what you're first, of, first of all. I love the character Short Round. He is so awesome. He's funny. He's courageous. He saves him his ass. And if Disney or Lucasfilm ever come to me and say, I, you know, we want to do a Short Round, you know, a spinoff or a, a television show, I'm there, man. I'm there. I'm, cause i because I love I love that character so much. I love that experience so much. And it would just be incredible to 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 revisit that character uh, many years later.
0: Where do yeah. you think he is today? Is he still saying "hold on to your potatoes"? Is he uh, is he an archaeologist? <laughs> what is he doing?
2: <laughs> I, I have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine. But but just because he looks up to Indy so much, I would not be surprised if he ended up being an archaeologist.
0: All right. So uh, we can't go to everything. Of course, Goonies could be its own conversation, but I do want to reference without like dwelling in kind of this down period, you know, you again, this fascinating journey where like the, the, the roles kind of dry up. You're just not seeing the opportunities. Is there a day, like, was there a definitive moment where you said to friends and family, I retired, that's it. I can't, I can't put myself through this anymore. Was it a kind of a slow Decline, or was it kind of like a definitive moment where you said, I just, I can't put myself through this. I don't see where this is leading.
2: Okay, Josh, I know where you're going with this. You're going to try to make me cry again. No, 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 I'm
0: not. not.
2: (laughs) That's on you. I I, I do remember. I remember distinctly uh, that one day when I decided it was, first of all, it was a gradual decline. Uh, You know, I did Indy in 84 and I did The Goonies in 85. Uh, I did a television show for CBS in 86. And then after that, the rows just got smaller and opportunities got fewer. Uh, And I was waiting a year, a year and a half between jobs. And if you look at my resume, some of those jobs were just like minor characters. So, you know, I would wait a year and a half and I would work for a week and I would wait for another year. Before I would get another opportunity to audition, forget about you know getting a job, but just you know just to audition. While my my peers were, you know, I remember you know uh, uh, going to parties in Hollywood or uh, just hanging out with my peers, and they would you know I would hear conversations where they would be doing movies after movies, or they would talk about oh you know I just had you know four auditions this week you know I'm, I'm waiting to hear back or. You know, I'm 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 having three auditions tomorrow, right? And it would always prompt me to call my agent when I hear that, and uh, and I would get on the phone and I would say, hey, is there anything, um, you know, for me? because uh, you know, I haven't I have an audition for so long. Is there anything out there? Uh, and the and the you know the answer always came back, uh, with like you know you know I'm sorry, there's nothing there, but I'll I'll keep checking and I'll call you if there is something that comes up. And that and those were those were very common uh, in the late '80s and the early '90s. Uh, so yeah, it was a gradual decline. Uh, and what's what was painful for me was um, my family uh, knowing what I was going through, uh, and uh, and they kept saying, "Hey, Key, you know, uh, do you want to do something else?" Is there anything else that you want to do? You know, and uh, and my, the majority of my family were in Houston, Texas, mm. having their own business, being very successful. And they would always see me just waiting and waiting for, you know, for an opportunity. And so they would, you know, they were very supportive and they were very caring. Uh, and they would say, hey, Keith, you know, is there anything else you want to do? You know, do you want to come up to Houston, Texas with us and and, and, join, and join the family? You know, um, and, uh, and I would always you know, say, no, no, I, you know, I, I, you know, I want to give this, you know, some more time and see if something, you know, would change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, and, and there was one audition and I remember vividly where I finally got a call and it was, you know, after a year and a half uh, and it was just this tiny role uh, for a Vietcon, you know, it was a Viacon role that didn't have any name and there were two lines. Uh, But I was so hungry at that time, it could have been, you know, you know, a a character with one line and I would still go in an audition. Uh, So I was really excited. I walked in the room and there were 30 other Asian actors waiting to read for this role. Uh, And when I didn't even get that, uh, then that was when I decided, oh, you know what, Uh, maybe I need to step away uh, because I was just wasting my time i was 23 at that time so um i gave it another year before i decided uh, go you know what i'm gonna enroll myself in film school i i love the you know i love movies so much i love you know i love this profession so much so i just wanted to learn more about the other aspect of go you know that goes into making the movie so i went to film school
0: right
2: uh well, graduated and uh, and you know and i was content working behind the camera
0: what is your, what does your family make of this now? I mean, that must be wonderful. Like they, they wanted the best for you. They saw the passion within you and they saw the dream kind of get extinguished for a while and to see it come back to see it through your wife's eyes, siblings. I don't know if your parents are around, et cetera, it must be another, a whole nother level of, of joy for you. Yeah. This
2: is, um, yeah. One of the, um, you know they've been very you know like you said they saw my passion they saw my struggles yeah um and they things you know, oh my gosh they they've been so supportive and they've been so you know they've always been there for me um and you know when I decided to get back to acting I didn't tell them because I didn't know I didn't know uh, uh, what it was going to be like.
0: This is and your parents after, you're talking about specifically, or your my entire uh, family. Yeah,
2: my I didn't tell my mom, I didn't tell any of my siblings or my nephews or nieces, nobody. Uh, and after I got the role of Wayman and everything everywhere, I made the entire movie without them knowing. It was just my wife, my <laughs> agent, and my and my and my lawyer, who is Jeff Cohen. Who's Chunk in the Goonies movie? <laughs> those were the only three people that know that I, I that I was making everything everywhere all at once. And then uh, because you know I, I was just so afraid because I didn't yeah. know if I was going to be any good at it, I didn't know if I was going to get fired. You know, so it was I finished the entire movie, uh, and the day before our trailer dropped, I called my mom and I called my family and I said, "Hey, I got a little, you know I got a little bit of news to share with you." Uh, and I said I, I did you know I'm an actor now uh, I just make this little movie uh, and the trailer is going to come out tomorrow and uh, and they saw it. they were very happy and when the movie came out they saw the movie they called me and the first thing they said was key wow you, you know I didn't even know you 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 know you're in this movie a lot. <laughs> They thought it was just, they thought I was, it was just like a, uh, you know, a a small role. Right. And I, and I said, yeah, yeah, I'm in this movie a lot. You get, you're like, you're like one of the leads. I said, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And they, and they were so, so, so happy for me. Um, And, 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 you know, yeah, for the last few months, they, you know, uh, um, I've been getting a lot of calls from them. They're very sweet. You know, they would send me, you know, articles or interviews that I did. Uh, and and they're just you know, um, so to be able to share all of this with them, yeah. and having you know seeing their reaction um, of how happy I am now is incredible feeling. so so, yeah.
0: To talk specifically about this movie, which we haven't even really gotten into, but we should give some props for those that haven't seen it. It's a remarkable piece of work from the Daniels, um, and it features an amazing ensemble. It's justifiable that literally everyone in the cast, the main cast, is being talked about for awards, as they should be. Um, it's a big swing of a movie. The thing I always say on this podcast is I like the big swings. I don't want a double. I want the home runs, and this one just goes <laughs> for it, and it really works. Um and it's so special in so many different ways. And I know you've talked about this, but I'd love to hear your your reflections on it a little bit in that, like this is a very multifaceted Asian American family, which we have not seen a lot of. We've seen we're seeing it more now in recent years, but not much. And it must have struck you from the last time you were working to the time when this script arrives to see not only just like the big swings in terms of narrative and action and romance or whatever, but also just like the heart. The heart of a family that you can relate to, and I can relate to, that any human being can relate to. Um, I don't know. Can you speak to that a little bit about like the, what the, the aspects of the script that resonated for you most, and and why you think this has clicked for a wide audience?
2: Well, you know, when I read the script, I you know, I I I went through a range of emotions. Uh, my 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 first reaction was, I was just elated that finally a script like this. Somebody, you know, somebody decided to write a script uh, like this that featured an Asian uh, uh, American family. Uh, and it was a script that I waited to read for a long, long time. Um, and then I, you know, when they offered me the role, I, I, I could not believe it. It was just like beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. Um, and yes, that's what's so beautiful about our movie is, I mean, honestly, it, 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 it can feature any family. Any family of colors, or, or in anybody, uh, because the theme is universal. It's it's just about love and empathy and acceptance and kindness, uh, and uh, and and that's why I'm so grateful to the Daniels. They could have written for anybody, but they chose to write it for you know for a, a, you know a particular Chinese family. Otherwise, you know, I would not be here so, here talking to you. Uh, and uh, and you know, it's uh, a lot has changed. And I'm, you know, I, I feel so blessed and, and so happy that that our movie resonated with the audience. Uh, people really came out and rooted for it and supported. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I I I didn't think any of this would happen. It was just a little movie that we made in Simi Valley before the pandemic.
0: I don't think anyone uh, would have expected... I mean, like, I loved Swiss Army Man. It wasn't a $100 million grossing movie. It was, like, for a particular audience, and we loved it. But, like, the fact that this one has made, what, over $100 million? Like, this is just so not what was supposed to happen. I mean, the best possible way.
2: No, no. Even when we were making it, uh, I was just hoping that, you know, we would make enough at the box office so that A24 would make all the money back and maybe a little profit so that yeah, A24 or like other, you know, studios and well, production companies would green light more stories like this. Yeah. That was my only hope. Uh, and so for us, when we, you know, crossed the $100 million mark uh, and became a 24th highest grossing movie of all time, oh my God, it's it's not just me, it's the entire EAAO family. Yeah, We were all surprised by it. Uh, and it was just, uh, we... We all, you know, we we would all get together once in a while and we would all hug one another and we would all get emotional uh, just because of how well received our movie has yeah. been. So, yeah.
0: It's not surprising to me to see the work that has come since people have seen this film for you, because it's it's kind of an amazing calling card audition tape. It's not one role you get to see you get to see you. In different guises, as a romantic hero, as an action hero, it's, it really shows off what you can do as a performer, which is just another added bonus to this. Um, you mentioned the fir- first call comes from Feige. Unbelievable. You've shot the second season of Loki, presumably. I assume you're done by now. Um, Tom Hiddleston is one of my spirit animals. We go way back. I adore Tom. I He is a huge movie buff. Did he contain his geekiness around you? How much did he pick your brain? about Goonies and Temple of Doom? I got to think he asked you a bunch of questions.
2: Well, first of all, I love Tom Hiddleston. Uh, one of the kindest, uh, generous, one of the most talented actors I've ever had the, the, the pleasure to work with. I had an amazing time shooting Loki season two with him and with uh, Owen Wilson and our entire uh, cast. Uh, you know, it's it, it was incredible. There was one day... We were filming, and uh, there was a uh, we 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 we. Oh, see, I have to think carefully <laughs> now before I get into before I get in trouble with. You shot it already. Me. They
0: can't fire you now. It's okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there was there, there was one particular day of, of shooting, um, and he found something on set, and he said he he saw it and he said, "Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm working." With short round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and he was so cute and so kind, and I was so excited. And I said, "Oh my God, did anybody get that on tape? Please tell me somebody got that on tape." <laughs> uh, he was just, it was, you know, he was, he was incredible. Uh, we laughed so hard, uh, and and we just, it, it was, it was, you know, I didn't want that shoot to end. Yeah. Um, uh, so hopefully, we will go back. For some more shootings, uh, reshoots. Um, I don't know when, but um, but I I can't wait to see um, uh, all of them again. So, is,
0: is there potential for more beyond? Not to get greedy, but beyond Loki. I mean, you know, Marvel puts out a lot of a lot of great content. Has there been talk about potentially seeing your character again outside of Loki?
2: I I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, that is a question that you would have to ask Kevin Feige. Uh, all I can say is that I had the most amazing time. Um and um and, and it was it, it, you know I'm so grateful for it. Um, I've been a fan of you know, of of a lot of you know Marvel movies. You know, yeah. you know, dating back from the first one, the Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and and when Loki season one came out, uh, I thought it was one of the most creative television shows ever made, and I was I was instantly a big fan. So when I got that call from Kevin Feige to join season two, oh my gosh, I was just I, I, I was, I was, I, I was jumping up with joy.
0: I bet another good phone call is working with the Russos directly, who uh, produced. I believe Agbo produced uh, everything everywhere. Have you shot with them for um, the Electric State?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and working with them is incredible. Uh, yes, they produced our movie. So, uh, uh, so to be on set and to be directed by them uh, was incredible. They are amazing filmmakers. Um, I, you know, I, I love their work so much. I've enjoyed them for many, many years. Uh, so when they asked me to join uh, Electric State, and you know, I had a chance to work with Chris Plant, who, you know, who, who I, I love dearly, uh, it was incredible. I was up there for a month. Um, um, they are still shooting. Yeah. Um, big movie, uh, I'm, big I'm,
0: sci-fi movie, as I understand it. Great ensemble. Yes, yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. And I think the audience is going to get a real kick out of it. It's incredible. Visually, it's stunning. Uh, we, we, you know, the script is amazing. Uh, and, um, and I'm just so happy to be a part of that. And again, you know, I mean, all of this is, is it's, uh, I'm so grateful to Sarah Finn, our casting director and, I really think casting directors are the unsung heroes of, of our business, they are the yeah. gatekeepers. Um, and, and you know, I remember the day when I went into Sarah Finn's office to audition for her and the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, and it was also her that suggested to Kevin Feige uh, uh, for me for Loki season two. Uh, so I owe that woman uh, a, a, a huge, you know, a debt. And I'm really grateful
0: to her. Have you had a chance to talk to John Shu? I know Crazy Rich Asians was an important kind of shift in your brain to see that kind of representation on screen, which is so ironic, by the way, as I'm sure you realize, because your representation on screen back in the day meant so much to a generation of Asian American actors. And then for you to see it, you know, 30 years later and see that and say, oh, wait, I see what's possible. Um, I'm curious, have you made that connection with John, who's just such an exceptional filmmaker as well?
2: He is. he is. And, and, and I mean, I'm, it's absolutely true. It was when I saw Crazy Witch Asians, uh, that was a movie that maybe, you know, decided to get back in acting. Yes, I didn't meet him uh, at an event. Uh, and it was really special to me. Uh, I, I, I went up to him right away and I gave him a big hug uh, and, I, and I thanked him profusely. Uh, and I did, and I also said, "Please hire me one day. I would love to be in your movies." <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you sing? He's doing Wicked now. How's how's your singing voice?
2: He's doing Wicked. Well, you, no, you okay, you don't want to hear me sing or dance. Uh, I can, I can, I, I, I do I, a lot I'm, of other I'm things. Good, I'm quite good at martial arts, but uh, but there singing and dance is not something that I that, that's my forte. <laughs> <laughs> but it
0: must be amazing. Like, yeah, I saw you at Governors Awards. Like seeing you with Jordan Peele, Jude Law. It's just like it must feel like a dream and you're seeing these like amazing people that you can now call peers. And like, it's, it's, uh, and to hear them come to you now as a peer it's, uh, yeah, I can only imagine. How you know, you know when been. I,
2: you know, when I go to these events and, and because, you know, I, I, uh, over the years, uh, I would watch these events on television and always fantasize about being there and meeting these people, uh, and and as the years went by, that dream started to fade yeah. further and further away from me. Um, and and uh, and I did not think that one day, in my, you know, in in, in my fifties, that I think that I would, you know, be have to have this opportunity to meet these people. That's why. You know, when I go to these events, I'm, I'm kind of like a kid at a candy store. Yeah. I go up to all these people that I love, that I admire, and I go, oh, my gosh, I love you. Can I get a picture with you? So, I, you know, you see me running around all the time and, and just shaking hands with the people that, that inspired me and, and, and gave me, you know, joy uh, at a movie theater. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, yeah, shamelessly, I, I go up to all of them. <laughs> I,
0: I'm sure plenty are going up to you in the same way. It's okay. It's all good. In in the spirit of the name of the show, happy, sad, confused, key, uh, and I could probably anticipate some of these answers, but I'm going to ask you nonetheless. What's making you happy now? And you can you can interpret that however you will, whether it's personally, professionally, something out in the world. What makes you happy? Uh,
2: seeing how happy my family is for me, makes me really happy. Uh, Especially my wife, whom I love dearly, who stood by me all these years, uh, never once uh, uh, gave up on me, never once stopped believing in me. Uh, My brother, David, uh, who went to audition with me for Indiana Jones, he's been, uh, yeah, he's been so supportive, calls me every day, sends me, you know, uh, he's the one that sends me articles, his wife, Kendall, Kendall Kwan. Uh, Yeah, seeing how happy they are, seeing how happy my mom is. Uh, When our movie came out, uh, I rented uh, 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 an entire uh, theater, uh, you know, one screening room for her and her friends to watch it. So she she went to see it with all her friends who are in their late 70s and early 80s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how they like
0: they like the hot dog fingers did they get it
2: i don't think they understood the movie at all but uh they just said, "Key, you were great in it but uh but it was just funny I, I I just can't imagine like my mom you know watching the dildo fight scene <laughs> up on screen uh, with michelle yo and and the lay brothers um but yeah just seeing how happy they are for me yeah. uh because they because you know they know i uh, they know how much I love acting and they've seen all those years that I struggled. So,
0: Well, you reference it. That's what people never, I think, often don't think about when they see the actor is the the family behind them, the casting director, Sarah Finn. You see the, you know, the agent, the manager that advocated, the people that got them in that position to succeed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, I don't know if you have much to be sad about what, what, what makes you sad right now?
2: Uh, I know I, nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm not sad. I'm so happy, Josh. You have no idea because I didn't <laughs> think I didn't think any of this would be possible. Uh, you know, like you said earlier, you know, had, had somebody uh, told me that uh, a couple of years ago it's key. You're gonna, you know, you're going to do this little movie and it's going to come out and people are going to embrace your return. People are going to love you. And I would say, get the F out of here. Impossible. Uh, you know that dream is so distant; it's never going to happen. So uh, I'm every day. Uh, I wake up uh, feeling very grateful, and I go to sleep every night, uh, thanking uh, uh, God and Buddha and everything that's happened so far. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I, you know, you, you've you've heard me said it many, many times ever since the movie came out. I'm so grateful, and that is that is the truth. Yeah. Um, every single day, and, you know, even now, like when I walk on the set on uh, um, on the Loki, you know, set, or when I walk on, you know, the Electric State set, uh, I, you know, I, I, I know how difficult it has been for me to, to be here, to be on that set. I wanted that for so long, so I I'm, I'm i you know I I don't take anything for granted, um, and yeah, I, I treasure every moment. That's happened since.
0: What's uh, confusing to you in the world right now? Is there anything that's <laughs> that's hard well, to grasp? Confu-
2: well, you know, I'm 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 kind of in a, in a, in a perpetual daze because I didn't think any of this would happen. Fair so I don't know, I don't know how how it happened. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm yeah. It's a good and confusion. Like said, Josh, it's the really, best version, really, Yeah, and, and really, Josh, I'm I'm you should really consider. Adding uh, the adjective elated at
0: the end. <laughs> <laughs> In your case, it makes sense. Not everyone is as happy or justifiably as happy as you are. Um, look, man, I just want to say, like, it's. I've talked to so many performers over the years that are defined by a certain period in their life, right? Defined by a role, and it's so, it's always a hurdle, and it's a beautiful kind of hurdle in a way. Like, look, to have those early films is great, but to kind of like rewrite the official bio at the, at this new stage in your life. That is hard to do, and you, you. I hope you've intellectualized this. And no, but like your bio has been rewritten already. You are no longer just Key, who did Goonies and Temple of Doom. You are now, you know, Key. Hearing- no,
2: jo- Josh, I, I kid you not. Okay, so for, for so long, everywhere I go, people would say, "Oh my gosh, you're the kid from short," you know, from Indiana Jones. You're yeah. short round, or oh, you're the kid from the Goonies. And and I'm, I, I was always happy. I was, you know, I've always been grateful for those two movies uh, because I wouldn't be who I am without those two movies. Uh, But, you know, when you're 50 years old and people are still, you know, remembering you only as that kid, you you always, you know, you kind of, you know, hope that one day you would do something that people would remember you by as an adult. And this movie has given me that. Uh, Now, when I go out You know, uh, for example, like yesterday when I went out to eat with with our producer, Jonathan, and people came out and says, oh, my God, you're Wayman from everything, everywhere. Uh, And that is that is so amazing. And then you're also from Indiana Jones and the Goonies. And yeah, it's just yeah, what the Daniels have given me is, is you know, I can never I can never repay them. I'm so grateful to them.
0: Well, we're in award season. Hold on to your potatoes, key because it's going to be a wild ride the next few months. I'm rooting for you man. Many <laughs> are uh truly it's it's a great story and and you, look, you seem like just a great guy and obviously an amazing talent and I'm really happy for you and again, if folks haven't uh seen this movie yet, uh check it out. It is a wild amazing swing that totally works and he delivers an amazing performance and it's just it's really inspiring to hear your story man thank you for the time today
2: josh so lovely talking to you thank you for having me
0: and so ends another edition of happy sad confused remember to review rate and subscribe to this show on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts i'm a big podcast person i'm daisy ridley and i definitely wasn't (laughs) pushed to do this by josh